Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And... Who... Who is having that conversation? That's a question that went unanswered during Meghan's interview with Oprah, which is being broadcast on ITV at 9pm on Monday. An accusation of racism in the royal family, though, is likely to be one of the more damaging claims made in a two-hour special that was full of them. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex claimed to have been cut off financially by the royals and were initially dependent on money left to Harry by Princess Diana. Prince Charles is said to have stopped taking his son's calls at one point, although they're trying to heal that relationship. It was claimed the royal family decided to withhold any title from Archie, and as a result, royal protection would not be given to him. Meghan claimed she became overwhelmed and suicidal. But I knew that if I didn't say it, that I would do it. And I, I, just, didn't, I just didn't want to be alive anymore. At the time of recording this podcast, Buckingham Palace had made no comment on any part of the interview. I'm joined now by Evening Standard columnist and senior editor of The Economist, Anne McElvoy. Anne, if the royal family had hoped this would be a soon-forgotten interview, that's not going to happen, is it? How damaging is this going to be? There's no doubt it is very damaging to the royal family because of the sheer toxicity of the issues that Meghan Markle brings up and the fact that she clearly has the backing of Prince Harry to the hilt and beyond. He sounds just as angry and even embittered as she is. I think it's genuinely very difficult for them today and looking into this week to figure out how to respond because it's not as easy as saying, well, you say it one way, I see it another way, which is possibly what they would like to say. They will have to They'll have to be seen to take it more seriously than that. But there are definitely some inconsistencies in Meghan's account. And there are areas where you can say, well, this is a matter of feeling, not always a matter of fact. I mean, there were a torrent 
of claims being made, I think some of the more the ones that are going to get the most attention were the the discussions apparently with a senior royal about the the color of Archie's skin. That sort of thing is going to be extremely difficult for the royal family to work through. Yes, I think anything to do with race is always very difficult for an institution and one that is as sovereign, literally, as as the the royal family and the monarchy, but is also open to the world. After all, the Queen is head of the Commonwealth, the most diverse body in the world in many ways. And so I think this will hit home. Meghan Markle didn't say who it was. She was pressed on it. You might say, well, that's a very big charge to raise if you're not going to put a name on it. But certainly, I think there will be a lot of introspection about how any conversation like that, or perceived to have been saying that, could have happened. And whether that was outright racism, whether it was a kind of racist carelessness, it doesn't reflect well on the family and on that rather inward-looking culture. You have to say that. And as you said there, neither Meghan nor Harry actually confirmed who it was who's alleged to have been behind those comments. But Oprah Winfrey did talk about it a little bit more on CBS's This Morning show earlier today. Did you all have another conversation about it? Because that was something that mm-hmm. there's a big guessing game all around the world. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And yeah. I thought it was very touching that Harry still is choosing to protect the identity of whoever that was. Yes, and he did not share the identity with me, but he wanted to make sure that I knew, and if I had an opportunity to share it, that it was not his grandmother mother, nor his grandfather that were a part of those conversations. That it was not his grandmother and Prince Philip, he said? Yeah, was not his a part. grandfather. Neither his grand, grand, grandmother nor grandfather were a part of those conversations. He did okay. not tell me who were a part of those conversations. Right. As you can see, I tried to get that answer yeah. Yeah. Uh, on camera and off. Will there be change within Buckingham Palace or, or is everything all set up as, as it is and as it always shall be? I think one never rules out today, David, that there can be changes. I mean, who would have said it was two years ago, I interviewed Meghan Markle on International Women's Day. She was about to have the baby. She was full of the joys of of that, of feminism. She was saying, yes, I'm going to sort of jolly up the old firm and I'm going to make perhaps make it a, a bit more progressive, particularly on women's issues. But she did not appear to be angry. And clearly, at the same time, she had had a bad time. And uh, after the birth of Archie, it got worse. So I would never say that there couldn't be radical changes. If you're hinting at changes to the succession to the throne, I think that's more difficult. I've never really believed that that can be easily disentangled. But I think the roles will change. I think it becomes clear from this account, also Harry's breakdown of his relationship rather sadly with Prince Charles, that unless that can be put on track, well, the way back, if there is one, just to some sort of civility probably leads through Prince William. I think Prince William's role is getting more and more important day to day. And in essence, I think when Prince Charles takes the throne, there will be two of them on it and it will be father and son. That will also be an interesting balance. And so much of what Harry said during the interview appeared to be about the royal family not learning lessons from his own mother. That aspect of what happened to Diana is still there at Buckingham Palace, isn't it? Yes, Diana, I'm afraid, is the, the, the ghost who never leaves the corridors of Buckingham Palace. And Prince Harry very clearly feels that there was a danger of history repeating itself. You can tease that apart, 
However, time has moved on. Uh, Princess Diana and Meghan Markle are very different women, even though a lot of people will spot an identity in their attractiveness, in their appeal. But uh, Meghan Markle was a much more experienced person in, in life. She had a career of her own when she came into the royal family. Diana, as we know, was very young, very naive. And in a way, it was a, a particularly shattering experience for her because she was so young. So I think there are differences here as well as, as similarities. And we, we have to bear those in mind. Harry clearly feels that he wanted to protect his wife. He'd been a very young boy when his mother died. And it doesn't really take a psychologist to put two and two together and that he does feel very much affected by that. So how does the palace come back from this then? What do they have to do now? I think the first thing they have to do is distinguish between which parts of Meghan and Harry's account they accept as being factual as in truly felt by the couple and need for reflection and an admission that when things did not go to plan that the palace, and I'm afraid that also means directly talking about the role of Prince Charles, of Prince William, ultimately the Queen, although one has to say she got away quite quite lightly in this in interview because uh, Meghan and Harry didn't want to annoy her. They have to distinguish between that and between areas where they may feel that there are inconsistencies or where they feel that the account was slanted by the couple's feeling of personal injury, of slight, which they're very entitled to, but it's not the same as saying, well, this is the only, the unvarnished and the unquestionable truth. And there is a line there, and that will have to be very carefully teased out in the days and weeks ahead. And you can read Anne's column in the Evening Standard newspaper or online at standard.co.uk, where we also have a lot more coverage from our journalists on this story. That's the leader. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on our news analysis, interviews and features. And we'll see you tomorrow at 4pm. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.